0: Turn with me to Mark chapter 1, verse 9. Mark chapter 1, verse 9. Jesus had been ministering to crowds and a leper came to him and he said, Lord, if you are willing, you are able to make me clean. And Jesus reached out and said, I am willing, be clean. And from that moment, that leper was cleansed. He was healed of his leprosy, but even more, he was forgiven for his sin. You know, in the midst of a crowd, Jesus sees the individual. He sees the person with a specific need. Maybe you're struggling with a sin today. Maybe you are dealing with a problem in your life. I want you to know that Jesus sees you where you are, and that Jesus cares. Uh, We need to understand the heart of Jesus because as we understand his heart, it gives us confidence to come into his presence in prayer. It gives us confidence to walk by faith. And uh, this scripture that we're going to look at today involves Jesus' baptism. Jesus came to the Jordan River to be baptized by John the Baptist. But there was something that was unique about Jesus' baptism because unlike everybody else, Jesus had no sin. Jesus had no need of repentance. He was perfect and spotless and holy. Jesus is the one that John had said just a short time ago, there's one who will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Jesus was the greater one, the mightier one who would come. And yet, Jesus is coming to be baptized by John. Why would Jesus come to be baptized by John? Well, I believe it involves several things which we're going to get into. But one of the things I believe it looks to is it looks to his coming, death, burial, and resurrection at the cross. And so... um, you and I, when we're baptized for, um, after we're saved, we look back. We say, buried with him in baptism, raised to walk in newness of life. This is a picture of the fact that we're joined to Christ. That when he died, we died. When he was raised, we were raised. And we have that resurrection power to live his life. It was a picture of what Jesus did. And because of what Jesus did, the change that that makes to our lives just as we look backward when we have our baptism, Jesus' baptism looks forward. And Jesus' baptism looks to what he would do, but it also reveals his heart to us, his willingness to identify with you and me as sinners. I'm so glad that Jesus was called the friend of sinners. And so... Uh, We need to put our trust in Jesus, repent of our sins, receive the gift of eternal life, but we also need to rely upon Jesus to sustain us in life because Jesus is the one who died for our sin and rose again, and he has all power. Uh, The title of my message is The Revealing of Jesus' Heart. So look with me at verse 9, and we'll begin reading. It says, In those days Jesus came. "'from Nazareth and Galilee, and was baptized in the Jordan by John. "'As soon as he came up out of the water, he saw the heavens being torn open, "'and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. "'And a voice came from heaven, You are my beloved Son. "'With you I am well pleased.' "'Immediately the Spirit drove him into the wilderness. "'He was in the wilderness forty days, being tempted by Satan.' He was with the wild animals and the angels were serving him. The revealing of Jesus' heart. How is Jesus' heart revealed to us in the story of his baptism? I want you to see several things. First of all, his substitution. His substitution. He was baptized. And this word for baptized means to be immersed. He was placed under the water. You see... Jesus is also called the Beloved Son in whom the Father is well pleased. So Jesus is baptized, but he's also called the Beloved Son. What is going on here? Jesus came to be our substitute. He is the one in whom the Father is well pleased. And as the one who the Father is pleased with, as he died on the cross for our sins... God accepted his substitutionary sacrifice on our behalf so that we could be forgiven. And because he is perfect and righteous and holy, and he's the one in whom the Father is well pleased, then you and I can know forgiveness. Baptism, put somebody into the water. In Noah's day, they had never had rain, but God said, Noah, I'm going to send a flood. And Noah built a boat. And he and his family, his sons and their wives, they got onto this boat and they had these animals with them. And uh, the Bible says that it rained for 40 days and 40 nights. And the fountains of the deep burst forth and the the windows of heaven were opened and the earth was flooded. And everything that had the breath of life, every land animal died under the wrath of God. The water was the picture of of the wrath of God. The word that was used for Noah's boat is a word that means coffin. Uh, It was a picture of Jesus Christ. And because Jesus Christ bore the wrath of God for our sin on the cross, we are safe in God's hands. And we are safe from our sin. So Jesus placing under the water is a picture of His taking wrath for us, justice for us. The Bible says that God is just, He's holy. That he has to punish sin. And so God pours out his justice in everything that you and I deserved upon Christ. At that moment on the cross as our substitute. And the Bible says that any who put their faith in Jesus Christ are justified. They're declared righteous or innocent before God because Jesus took our guilt upon himself. He was our substitute. That shows Jesus' heart for us. I tell you what, there's not many people that I would be willing to lay my life down for. And there's nobody, almost nobody that I would bear the wrath of God for if I could. I couldn't. Only Jesus could do it. But Jesus willingly took the sin and judgment of all of us. That shows his heart of love for us. It shows the fact that he says, look, I love you so much... That even though you're guilty, even though, uh, as the scripture says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, even though I knew all your sin before any sin was committed, I still choose to love you. He knows us at our, be- at our best and at our worst. And yet, though he knows us at our worst, he, sh- he chooses to die for us as our substitute. That's the heart of God. Never doubt the love of God for you. Jesus willingly came to be your substitute. And so his substitution is shown. He he is baptized with them because he is going to be the one whose substitution at the cross in his death and being placed into the tomb and his resurrection would make it possible for them to be forgiven through their repentance. I heard one, one man down in Florida one time say, people in the Old Testament were saved on credit. It's like swiping your credit card. You, you swap the credit card to make a purchase and you pay the bill later, right? Jesus would pay the bill later for the salvation of all the Old Testament saints. And as Jesus is baptized here, he's looking forward to that death and resurrection. I want to tell you something. John's baptism of repentance could have helped no one had not Jesus come to pay the price at Calvary. Jesus died for us so that we could be forgiven. He was our substitute. So his substitution reveals his heart. Secondly, his identification. I want you to see his identification. He came to them. He identified with the sinners. That shows his heart of love. Some people stand aloof from sinners, don't they? The Pharisees did. Uh, Some in church stand aloof from sinners, right? Well, Well, What kind of person, Jesus, are you allowing to touch you? Don't you know what kind of woman this lady is? Let her alone. She's doing something wonderful for me. Jesus was known as the friend of sinners. He identified with us as sinners. I'm so glad. You know, we we serve an awesome God. He He created all that is. He has over now. They're estimating there's probably 200 billion galaxies that God made. Uh, they keep finding more and more complexity in in the uh, DNA and all of these things. And, and yet, as much as we learn about the greatness of what God has made, I think it's greater still what his love uh, shows us about himself, that though he is so great, he comes and he identifies with you and me. Isn't that a wonderful thought? Jesus didn't distance himself. He didn't say, John, once you get all these people where they're perfect, I'll think about coming to be with them. No, he came in the midst of those sinners and he identified with them and he continued to do that throughout his ministry. Matter of fact, he was criticized for it. He was was gossiped about. The people were saying, "Look look at the people that Jesus is hanging with. Doesn't he know what kind of people they are? Jesus said, it's not the healthy that need the doctor but the sick so Jesus identified with them I I'm so glad he identifies with sinners I want to tell you uh, years ago I began to feel the conviction of the Holy Spirit in my heart and I knew that I was lost and I began about a period of about a year of struggle but I want you to know that Jesus. The moment I bowed my knee and said, "Lord, I surrender my life to you. I choose to follow you, and I receive your forgiveness," Jesus was there, and uh, it, it amazed me. Uh, the weight of my guilt was gone, but Jesus was there, and it—it it was amazing to me. And my whole life is different because. I have a relationship with someone who is the God of the ages. He identified with me as a sinner. I didn't deserve for him to identify with me, but he did it anyway. I'm so grateful for the grace of our great Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Sometimes I have people come to me and they say, Well, God surely couldn't forgive this this sin, right? Oh, yes, he can. The blood of Jesus Christ, the Bible says, cleanses us from all sin. It doesn't matter what your past is. I I, I remember I was witnessing to a fellow, and was my next-door neighbor in Texas, and and he shared with me a sin, and, and he said, do you think God would save somebody like me? And I said, absolutely, I know he would. I began to tell him about Abraham, who lied, and David, who committed adultery and committed murder, and uh, about all of the failures of of people and saints of God throughout history that are found in Scripture. And I said, if God can forgive them, he can forgive you. Isn't that the wonderful message of the gospel? That God identifies with sinners, and he comes where they are to reach them and change them and make them new. So it reveals his heart. He identifies, he loves sinners. He loves you. He loves me. Listen, sometimes in failure, even as Christians, we hang our heads and we feel embarrassed to come before the throne of grace. But I want to tell you, you never ought to feel embarrassed to come before God in prayer. Jesus has paid the price for you to enter, He has taken what you deserve upon Himself. The Bible says if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It's God's promise. So come boldly to the throne of grace to find help in time of need because Jesus paid it all. Everything has been taken care of at the cross. Hallelujah. So his identification with us shows his love for us and his heart for us. Uh, his substitution shows His heart for us. But thirdly, I want you to see His mission. His mission. Uh, the baptism of Jesus was an enactment of His mission. Jesus had other things that He was going to do. He came to preach. He came to minister to people, heal the sick, raise the dead, all the different things Jesus did. But Jesus' ultimate mission was the cross. Jesus came to die for sinners and to be raised from the dead. That was his mission. I love the scripture that says he set his face toward Jerusalem. He knew what was coming. In the Garden of Gethsemane, he knew the greatest thing that he was going to face was not just the cross itself, but was the wrath of God. Let this cup pass from me. But Jesus willingly came to fulfill his mission at the cross. The Bible says Jesus is the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. You know, before God ever said, let there be light, God had a plan for your redemption. Before God ever said, let there be light, in God's heart was his wonderful plan of salvation. In Christ's heart was his... He said, no one takes my life from me. I lay it down willingly. It's my mission. Jesus knew... The reason that he had come. And he set his face toward the cross. That ought to show you his heart for you. Yes, Roger, I know all the times you're going to blow it. Yes, Roger, I know all the times your heart's not going to be right. Yes, I know all the times that you're going to fail. But I still choose to create you. Have you ever thought about that? God still chose to create us even though he knew what we were going to be. And he still chose to redeem us. Jesus and his mission shows his heart for us. And then finally, I want you to see his demonstration. His demonstration reveals his heart for us. The Bible says that the uh, heavens were torn open. This is a, a unique word for mark. Uh, and one man said, what is torn cannot be repaired. You know, if, you, if something... Comes apart at a seam, you can repair it. But if it's torn, you know, just just throw it away. The heavens were torn, and all heaven broke loose on earth through Christ. (laughs) Isn't that something? It would never be the same. The Spirit comes down upon Jesus like a dove. Now, Jesus would be called the Messiah, which means the anointed one, the Christ means the anointed one. Uh, This is a fulfillment of prophecy, but why? Why does Jesus live under the guidance and empowerment of the Holy Spirit? Is he not God? Is he not able to do things on his own? Sure he is. But Jesus chooses to live the Spirit-filled life perfectly on our behalf, both as our substitute, we talked about that, but also to demonstrate to us what the Christian life lived as it should be looks like. And so Jesus demonstrates this. This shows his heart for us. Jesus demonstrates the life of faith. Uh, He doesn't just call us to something and not show us what it's like. He demonstrates what his heart is for us. Listen, I'm going to tell you something. The Bible says that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. These fruits the Holy Spirit produces in God's people uh, as we're filled with the Holy Spirit uh, truly make a difference in our character and empower us for ministry. And so Jesus, knowing what his desire was, that that we would be changed, but not only changed, but empowered to live the life that God has called us to live. He demonstrated that for us in his own life. He says, I I do nothing but what my Father tells me to do. Uh, It says in the very next verses, he was driven out by the Spirit into the wilderness. So the Spirit of God is leading Jesus. The Spirit of God is empowering Jesus for ministry. Because Jesus wants us to see what the Christian life should look like. He wants us to see the secret of power in this life. And so at his baptism, the Father speaks from heaven. The Spirit comes as a dove to rest upon him. And Jesus begins his ministry and he overcomes temptation. By the way, did you know you can't overcome Temptation without the Holy Spirit. You know how I know that? Because Paul said the things I want to do I don't do and the things I don't want to do I do. Woe is me! Who will deliver me from this body of death? Thanks me to God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And he goes on and he begins to tell about life being filled with the Spirit of God and how it helps you have victory. Jesus demonstrates our victory and our overcoming of sin through being filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, that's his heart for you. Let me ask you, are you living in the reality of that in your life? Do you walk, if you're a child of God, you have the Holy Spirit. He, the Bible says if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you're not God's. You're, you're not a child of God. You have the Holy Spirit if you're a child of God. But are you living in the filling of the Holy Spirit? Adrian Rogers put it this way. He said... Uh, Jesus is resident, but is he president? Is Jesus in control in your life? Have you surrendered your life on a daily basis? Jesus said, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross daily and follow me. Are you daily surrendering to the will of Christ in your life? If you're unsurrendered, you'll quench the Holy Spirit. Are you walking by faith? Are you willing to follow the Lord and what He says in His Word uh, by faith? Are you willing to respond to the prompting or leading of the Holy Spirit? This is important. This is the, the element of trust. So you're surrendered, you're trusting. Ask for the Holy Spirit. Luke says it this way How much more will the Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask Him? That's a great promise. Take God up on it. Uh, you know what I found? The longer I live the Christian life, the more I recognize I need Jesus. <laughs> I just I, I can't do it without him. And so I've begun to pray. Spirit, pray through me. Spirit, worship through me. Spirit, speak to me through the words of the scripture. Spirit, witness through me. Spirit, preach through me. Spirit, love God's people through me. You see, that's the secret to all of the Christian life. So Jesus in his baptism and the coming of the Spirit shows that as he begins his ministry, he's doing so in the power of the Holy Spirit. He's demonstrating to us how to live a victorious life. Now you say, well, I bet the disciples didn't know it then. I don't think they knew it either. But do you think they began to think about that? after Jesus died and rose, they were probably scratching their heads about it to begin with. I mean, Jesus is perfect. He's without sin. This is what they teach. Why is Jesus getting baptized by John? Don't you think they probably scratched their heads and wondered about it? And yet, after Jesus died and rose, and after the Spirit came at Pentecost, they saw the remarkable change that came during the days of the book of Acts, Uh, they must have looked back and said, yes, Jesus was showing us his plan all along. And even from the very beginning, he was giving us some secrets to understanding the gospel and understanding how to live the Christian life. And he's also demonstrating his heart. Did you know Jesus wants the best for you? Jesus doesn't want you to live a settle for Christianity. He doesn't want you to live in a spiritual desert. He doesn't want you to live in the defeat of ongoing sin. Jesus wants the best. This is his heart for you. And I I love what he says. Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Have you been trying to live the Christian life in your own strength? Have you lost your joy? Have you you gotten tired of trying to fight the spiritual battles, battles of your life in your own strength? Come to Jesus, he'll give you rest. Take his yoke upon you. Learn of him, for he is gentle and humble at heart, and you'll find rest for your souls. Jesus said this, I've come that you might have life and have it abundantly. Abundant life is found walking in the empowerment, the filling, and the strength of his Holy Spirit. And the joy that comes from that And the relationship that comes from that and the power that comes from that are all part of Jesus' heart for your life. God is no respecter of persons. God doesn't have favorites. He doesn't care what side of the tracks you're from or how tall or skinny or uh, short or fat or however you are. God loves you the way you are. He has no favorites. It's not like God says, okay, I'm going to give this this person over here my blessing, but I'm not going to give this person any blessing. No, if you will fulfill the conditions, first of all, you need to be saved, right? Once you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, the Spirit of God dwells in you, and then you're willing to surrender to Him, trust Him, receive the the filling of the Holy Spirit in your life, and ask Him to live through you, and, and then have a responsive heart, God will fill you and use you. That's His desire for you. That's His heart for you. That's your heritage as a child of God. Don't live beneath what God has for you. Uh, The revealing of Jesus' heart shows just what he desires for us, the potential of our Christian life. Um, But it also shows uh, his heart for us in our struggle and in our failure with his substitution, his identification, and his mission. The revealing of Jesus' heart. We've, we've seen what Jesus' heart is. Now, how do we respond to that? Well, first of all, if you're, not a, if you're not saved, you don't have a relationship with God, there's never been a time in your life where you've surrendered to Jesus and received the free gift of eternal life. You need to make that choice this morning. That's the first way to respond. Jesus was your substitute at the cross. You need to take him up on it and surrender your life and follow, follow him in faith. If you'd like to do that here in a moment, I'm going to come down here to the front, and I'm just going to invite you to come and and pray a prayer of surrender and uh, a prayer of faith in receiving that simple gift. It wasn't simple for Jesus, but it's simple for us, receiving that that simple gift. If you're a child of God and you're here today, uh, maybe you just need to thank and praise God for His goodness and His grace. Praise God that he's your substitute. Aren't you glad that Jesus took took it all? He bore it all at Calvary. Uh, praise his name. Or maybe you're here today and you've been walking in defeat and you just need to come to this altar and say, Lord, uh, I confess this sin to you, but more than that, I, I want you to fill me with your spirit. I want you to empower me and live through me this Christian life. If you'd like prayer, I'd be happy to pray with you. But let's go to the Lord in prayer and we'll we we'll give you that opportunity. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the fact that Jesus said, whoever comes to me, I will in no wise cast out. Uh, Lord, maybe there's somebody here today that needs to give their heart to Jesus Christ. I pray that they would surrender, that you give them the ability to surrender and trust in Jesus, and that you'd save their soul. And Lord, if there's somebody here today that Uh, Needs to begin to walk in the Spirit and understand that they're not called to live the Christian life in their own strength. I pray that uh, you would help them to take those steps.